return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Sure glad you're here tonight. Uh, Deb, praise God for healing and blessing. And uh, if you want, do you want to stand or do you want to sit? Uh, you don't need to sit. Okay. Well, let's welcome Deb as she comes to share tonight. All right. Amen. Thank you, Deb. You got you all spread out. You sure you don't want to get a little <laughs> I closer? I was like to get close. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, come on. Join the group. Greg, you going to stay over there? Okay. At least just at least one yeah. couple chairs over. There you go. Are you going to be good? <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> Our Jesus is so good. Yes. Amen. Mm. Amen. Father, thank you that your face is turned towards That's us. Exactly Hallelujah. Right. Such favor, such goodness coming our way. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that you're the gracious God. That means you're apt to show favor. That's your heart. Of your fullness have we received and grace for grace. Gift heaped upon gift, Lord. It just never stops. Thank you for your heart just flowing with goodness and love and hope. And we praise you, Lord, that you are the God that can do anything and everything and our eyes are upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to spend tonight um, in just one passage, actually, if you can believe it, Second Kings chapter 4. We're going to go through this little story of the Shunammite woman and her dream. So this, I don't know if any of you have ever had a broken dream, something that you hoped for, dreamed for, thought sure you heard how it was supposed to go and it didn't go quite that way. So um, that's, it's specifically for you, but I believe that the Lord will be talking to every one of us. So can we start in 2 Kings chapter 4? It happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman. Some of the versions say a woman of prestige, a woman of influence. Some translations call her wealthy. She persuaded Elisha to eat some food. So he did a lot of traveling in this area, and she'd say, come on, have a meal with me. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food with her and her husband. Verse 9, she says to her husband, hey, look, I know this is a holy man. She sensed the presence of God from this man. I know this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please, let's make a small upper room on the wall and let's put a bed for him. 
Let's put in a table. Let's put a chair and a lampstand. So it, whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. Mm-hmm. Now, in our story, this woman represents you and me. Elisha represents our Father God, our Jesus, the Holy One. And this woman is saying, let's make it impossible for him to pass us by. Let's make some space for him so that he just can't resist every time he comes by. That he would find us to be his resting place. And as you know, that's what God wants. He wants us to find our rest in him. But he wants to find a resting place in you and me. I mean, those of you who know me know my life is full of activity. Yours probably is too. But it's our heart that has to be a resting place. And this whole business of making space. Mm -hmm. We have to make space. We want to make it that Jesus, when he's passing by, we used to sing that song. What was it? Gentle Savior, how did that go? Just don't pass me by. I can't remember how it went. But we don't want him to pass us by in the service on a Sunday morning. Anytime you're in worship, it's so easy to just think about something else. Like, okay, what's coming next this day? I got this busy week. No, you want to make a space. You want to engage with him immediately. Make your heart his resting place. So verse 11 says, It happened one day that Elisha came, and he turned into the upper room, and he laid down there. He's resting. It's his resting place. So I don't know. What do you think it was like for Elisha if he didn't have a place to stop? Maybe he's laying down on the hard ground. Maybe he's just having to find a rock for a pillow. Long hours of walking. I don't know if he had a donkey or a camel. Lots of walking. So he's laying on this nice bed, enjoying his nice lampstand. He's thinking to himself, wow, this is nice. This is nice. And listen, that's what God thinks whenever you make space for him. Whenever you make your heart his resting place. So he says to himself, I have got to do something to bless this woman. And this is really how God thinks too, friend. I really want to bless him. I want to bless her. I want to pour out my goodness in that person's life. And so he's saying, how? How can I bless them? How can I break into their life? How can I make room So they have more room for me. Have you noticed that in your life? That God's keep trying to, okay, how about five more minutes? How about a little more of the word? How about that song? When I was in the hospital the other day, I put on that song, um, I Speak Jesus, and I just played it over and over and over. We make space, and then he comes, and he fills up that space. So Elijah turns to his servant, Gehazi, and he says, call the Shunammite woman. And he calls her, and she stands in front of him. And he says, listen, you have been so concerned for us. I mean, honestly, nobody else was doing this that we can read in the scripture. Nobody else was saying, hey, stop in for some food. I got a bed for you. I got a place you can rest. Nobody else was doing it. So he's saying, Look, you have been so concerned for us. You've showed us this goodness. With all this care, what can I do for you? Yeah. And you've got to hear the Father God saying that to you, friend. 
what can I do for you? I believe it's even in the New Testament, right? Jesus said to, what can I do? What can I do for you? And then he had a few ideas. Hey, I could speak on your behalf to the king, to the commander of the army. I can exalt you. I can pour out some favor in your life. Same with our God, right? Listen, I'm the one, he says, I can bring some favor in your life. I can take you up higher. She answers, nope, I don't need anything. I really don't. Now, the interesting thing is, friends, that there is a real obvious need in her life. A gaping need that she doesn't even want to talk about. She doesn't even bring it up. A dream that was, you know, she pretty well gave up on, right? A long time ago. So she doesn't even bring it up. She says, I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I mean, what do we say to God when he comes and says, what can I do for you, right? (laughs) Nothing. I don't need anything. Let's not talk to God like that. Let's let him have our issues. Let's let him know what's going on in our heart. Let's make space. For him. Now she understands that this is the man of God. This is the man of God who walks in the presence of God. This is the prophet of Israel. This is the one who hears from God. He's standing right in front of her. But understand this dream has died. And she no longer has the courage even to believe, let alone ask for it. And some of us are the same way. Things we dared to ask for. Maybe even weeks ago, but sometimes for us decades ago, yeah, yeah. that we just decided, ah, no big deal. And we gave up. But God is still saying, yeah. what can I do yeah, for you? Is. So he says, what is to be done for her? And Gehazi has an idea. Can we turn to the next verse? Well, I guess I forgot to read that last one. She says, I don't need to be exalted. I don't need favor with the king. I'm just going to dwell among my people. So then he says, um, Gehazi, what am I going to do? What am I going to do for her? How am I going to pour out my blessing? Because listen, the heart of God, one of his names is El Shaddai, the breasted one. His heart is pouring out, pouring out, wanting to bless, wanting to favor us, wanting to fulfill our needs and our desires. What's going to be done? What, what am I going to do to, to bless her? And Gehazi says, well, I got this idea. It's pretty obvious, actually. She has no son. I mean, in those days, friends, that was a major shame for a woman to not have a child. He says, she has no son. Her husband is old. Like, naturally speaking, it, it's impossible. But you asked me, so I'm just going to tell you, she has no son. So Elisha says, hey, call her. Bring her here. And so she, he calls her. She stands in the doorway. And he says, about this time next year, you're going to embrace a son. I mean, there is this obvious need, but remember, she didn't ask. She didn't even think to ask because her dream has died. 
And then when he says, this time next year, you're going to have a son, she says, no. No, 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 don't get my hopes up. Come on, do you know what it was like month after month, year after year, decade after decade? That's what I wanted. But it never happened. She lived. She's still probably in this place of disappointment, discouragement. She says, I'm not going to let you resurrect this dream. But right now, friends, there might be one, two, three of you in the room. God is releasing grace right now to believe again, to dream again. I mean, we're not talking about someone who fails here. If I was expecting something from my friend Carolyn, I mean, she might fail once in a while. All of us fail. We're human beings. We do have the Spirit of God in us, but we're talking about the Almighty God who never fails, friends. He never fails. So guess what? What does the next verse say? The woman conceived. And she bore a son. Now, come on. Imagine what her life is like now here. Delight. Joy. Like, ah! She probably wakes up dancing. Well, I mean, it's in the middle of the night. The baby's crying, wants something to eat. But she's thrilled to feed this baby. She's thrilled to have to get up in the middle of the night and take care of this child. And in those days, they, they fed their babies breastfed for months, years. So it, by the time verse 18 comes, we could be talking about five years. We could talk, be talking about ten years. We don't know. But she's been enjoying the goodness of God. She's been experiencing his favor. Now, remember how this all came about because the prophet spoke life. He released that seed of life and hope. And so here she is now living in this beautiful thing that God did for her. Hallelujah. Joy in her heart. Goodness of God. And the Bible says the child grew. And now it happened one day. That he went out to his father to the reapers, so he's old enough to be with his dad. And he says to his father, my head, my head. And he says, the father says to the servant, carry him to his mother. And when he's taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat her, he sat on her knees, the, the child, until noon hour, and then he died. So can you imagine what she's going through? She's thinking, God, you dared me to to hope again, to believe again. Here I've experienced this wonderful dream that came forth from the life that was spoken from that prophet. And friend, every miracle we're ever going to experience is always attached to the spoken word of God. The only faith that prevails, friends, is faith that's expressed. That's why our declarations are super, super important. We have to speak the word of God. She's she's got this child on her lap. She's embracing him, but he's died. Now, for a lot of people, this would be the end of the story. Like, mark it on the calendar. Done. My dream is done. 
And by the way, how did she dare to believe again? It was because the word came to her. I mean, for some of us, I don't know, maybe it was a business that failed. But again, the, the promise of God was not, well, maybe we, underst- we can understand things wrong from God, right? Like we, could, we can think that we heard this business, do this business, this is from me, I'm going to provide for you through that. And it might have been a temporary thing. But remember the promise of God, he can resurrect our dreams because sometimes we misunderstand. The promise is provision, it's not necessarily that this business is going to succeed. Or if a marriage failed, God has somebody else. If we're seeking for healing and health and wholeness in our body and we're experiencing something other than it, does that mean God's word is off? No. No, we keep pursuing the promises of God because they are stamped. Yes for Deb Kalsbeck. Yes for Greg Anderson. Yes for Carolyn. Yes for Sarah. So we keep pursuing so, the woman didn't let everything just stop. She didn't. She says, let's see where it is. He sat her on her knees. In verse 21, she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. Now, this is interesting. Because she could have just put him anywhere. Yeah. Why did she choose this place? Yeah. Why, did we choose, why did she choose the bed of the man of God? Now, what was the big deal about the bed? Remind me. This was the resting place. This was the resting place, which represents the presence of God, friends. I I don't always say things the right way, but I just want, I'm hoping you're getting it, because we, we want our heart to become his resting place. Of course, this is Old Testament. They didn't have the presence of the Almighty God inside of them like you and me do. But again, we still have a choice. We, we can have yeah. this issue, this problem, this mm-hmm. major discouragement, this broken dream, and we can say, yeah. well, I guess i got to deal with it. Yeah. I guess that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Let's learn to take our things to the bed of the man of God. Let's take yeah. it to yeah. the presence of God. Yeah. Let's bring our issues into the presence of the Holy One. Yeah. And so she lays the child on the bed of the man of God, she shuts the door upon him and she goes out. Verse 22, she calls to her husband, send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting that she didn't right away spill it all to her husband. Right. I mean, I know she loves him. I know they, they have this close relationship, but she's discovered friends a long time ago. That he is not her answer. He can't take care of the ache in her heart. He can't take care of this broken dream. And so she kind of bypasses the husband. And now we are in verse 23. So the husband is saying, well, what's the deal? Why are you going to the man of God today? It's not the new moon. It's not the Sabbath. And she says, what? She says, what? It is well. Oh my goodness, such faith, such expectation already. So she saddles the donkey and she says to her servant, drive. Keep going, don't slow down because of me. 
Don't slacken the pace. Next verse. So she departed, and she went to the man of God on Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her far off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, it's the Shunammite woman. Run to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And again, Gehazi gets there, runs, 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 runs. And again, what does she say? It is well. Now, why isn't she talking to Gehazi? Why isn't she pouring all this out? I mean, most of us, when we have issues, we want to process it with our friends. We want to call up our sister or our brother or somebody, let's talk this out. But she has discovered that it's not the right thing to do always to just spill out all of our grief, spill out all of our frustration and our disappointment and our discouragement. She waits and pours it out upon the man of God. Now, the Bible says in verse 27, when she came to the man of God at the hill. Hmm, that just is coming to me. It looks like she had to kind of work a little harder. Anybody walk on the incline? Yeah, Yeah, it's a little harder on the muscles. It takes a little bit more calories. She had to pursue. She had to work a little harder to get to the man of God. She gets there and she catches him by the feet, but Gehazi's trying to push her away. And the man of God says, leave her alone. For her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Obviously she didn't, right? Did I ask for this? Didn't I tell you, don't deceive me? Don't get my hopes up? Then, Elisha turns to Gehazi and says, Come on, get yourself ready. Take my staff in your hand. Be on your way. And if you meet anyone, don't greet him. If anyone greets you, don't answer him. And get to that child. Lay my staff on the face of the child. And he expects the woman to go with Gehazi. But she will not move. Verse 30, the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Hallelujah. So he arose and he followed her. Remember what she said, don't get my hopes up. But you did. You did. You got my hopes up. You allowed me to hope, to dream, to experience the goodness of God. So many things, friends, that we dream, that we dare to ask for. Why? Because we found it in the Word of God. I want to bless you. I want to provide for you. I want you to be healthy. I want you to have a good marriage. And so we dared to ask for something. And that's why she dared to experience what she's experiencing. If it wasn't for the marvelous word of God and the promises of God that are stamped, yes, a lot of us wouldn't even ask. We wouldn't even dream. We wouldn't even believe. But yes, we did believe. We believed for marriages to be restored. We believed for provision. 
We believed for prodigals to come home. And you released this dream, God. Now you're the one. That's why she sticks with him. You're the only one that can bring this child back or fulfill this broken dream. Satisfy the ache in my heart. So Gehazi went on ahead, laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was no voice. There was no hearing. So he went back. And he said to Elisha, who's maybe moving a little slower. I don't know. He's had this conversation with this woman. So they're, they're coming now. And he says the child has not awakened. Now when Elisha came into the house, there was the child. Where was the child? Lying on his bed. On, in the resting place. In the presence of God. And he went in, and he shut the door. And he prayed to the Lord, and he went up up and he lay on the child. Now, can you picture this? Can you see this? It looks to me like the woman is not in this room right now. we got to trust God, friends, to deal with our stuff. If we just bring it into his presence, just lay it at his feet, we we can just trust him to deal with our stuff. So Elisha goes up, he lays on the child, puts his mouth on the child's mouth, his hands on his hands, he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen, God is breathing upon your issues, upon your needs, upon your problems, upon your broken dreams right now. He's stretching himself. Can you see that? Stretching himself out. He's releasing grace to believe again. Hallelujah. So do bring your broken dreams, friends, into the presence of God. And let God deal with your stuff. And the next verse says he returned. Elisha. And he walked back and forth in the house. Mm, Can you back up one time? I missed something here, apparently. Verse 34. Oh, the flesh of the child became warm. But that was it. So next verse. He goes walking. He's most likely praying. I must tell you, I did a whole lot of praying over the weekend. They wanted me to walk. Okay, so I walked, guys. I did. They said, do at least two laps. Well, I did five every time. And another hour later, another five laps. So I'm doing a whole lot of praying, releasing life into my body. But I'm guessing, friends, when we do this, you know we release life around us. Amen. We're bringing the kingdom of God wherever we are. Hallelujah. So he returns. He walks back and forth in the house. And again, he went up and stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi. And he said, call the Shunammite woman. So he called her. And when she came in, he said, pick up your son. Hallelujah. Is that the end of the story? 
God is breathing on anything that we place in his presence. He's stretching himself out over our issues. So question now, how did all this start with the woman? This miracle, this breakthrough of this broken dream, how did it all start? She went to the Lord. Well, remember, the, the man of God is passing by. Yep, yep. And Jesus is always passing by, guys. Yes. He is always walking up and down. He's always hovering over you by his spirit. We're the ones that make the choice. That's right. Stop here. Yeah. Hey, I got a resting place for you. I got food for you. Yeah. What she did was make space for him. Yeah. We can do that pretty easy, friend. Just give him five more minutes of your day. Just open your heart a little wider. I mean, how do we get the presence of God in our lives? What are some of the ways we worship? Amen. What else? Oh, the Lord, the other day, I was in um, 2 Samuel chapter 1, I guess, about the story with Hannah. And then Eli. Do you remember the thing with Eli and his two sons? And God first sent a prophet and said, Listen, Eli, you're honoring your sons above me. Right. And there's this verse in that passage that says that him that honors me, I will honor. So how do we honor the Lord? We honor him with worship. We honor him with, with our prayers. We honor him with our tithes, with our offering. We honor him with our heart, yeah. with our love. Yeah. But I found in my Bible that day that I was reading there, this little thing off to the side that said, The best way to honor me is to be with me. I mean, isn't that what that woman did? She made space. Just come and be with me. Just stop by my house. (laughs) Let me be. Let me provide for you a resting place. So I guess that's the big thing I want you to go home with tonight. Just make space for him. That's good. That's good. Because he yearns over you. I mean, the truth is, there were some other people in the Bible with broken dreams. How about the disciples? I mean, Jesus was everything. He was their deliverer. He was the Messiah. He, And then he died. Can you imagine the brokenness of their hearts? They saw him die. They saw that stone rolled away. I mean, rolled in front of that tomb like, it is over. But what happened? (laughs) Yes, Jesus again, resurrected. So he wants to resurrect our hopes, our dreams. He wants us to pursue him. And the truth was, the disciples were Jesus' dream. Right? They were just hoping for somebody to deliver Israel. And what did God want to do? He wanted... To use the disciples to deliver the world. Father, we're just so grateful that you are the great I am. Not just the God of the future or of the past, but the great God of right now. Thank you, Lord, for these beloved saints of God who adore you, who love you, who are choosing, thinking right now, how can I make more space for my God? For my the holy presence of God to invade my life. And I'm asking, Lord, that you would invade yes. their lives. 
with a little bit more, a whole lot more of your presence, of your goodness, of your favor. Thank you, Jesus, for calling us into this fellowship with the Holy Son of God. Help us to bring our broken dreams to you, Lord, to lay them before you, to just trust you to deal with our issues and to, to trust again. To hope again, to believe again. Yes, Lord. Thank you that every promise of God is stamped Thank yes, you. yes, yes for yes, everyone in this house. Yes, in Lord. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes. Hey. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.